a sick man. <laughs> if you don't know about immediately, I will cut your knees and pull your teeth out one by one without any anesthesia. It's your choice. Open the door! show number 25 of the ancient slumber podcast my name is chris ward and as always i am joined by myron schmidt how you doing myron chris how are you i'm fine thank you very much and we're also joined by from the trilogy of terror podcast gore blimey it's only gore blimey hello gore <laughs> hello hello how you hello, doing mr gore I'm I'm doing all right. I was going to actually say to you, um, you were promoting this as some sort of a spit roast before, which is very rude. I was going to say it's very rude, actually, because, I mean, the word spit, that's not even in my vocabulary. So we can use yeah. if you like. Oh, <laughs> I prefer something much cleaner. I was thinking of something like sandwich, because I think that sounds much nicer, because it could be <laughs> me as the meat and you as the crusty baps. <laughs> and we're off. Oh, yeah, that's right. OK. We found the level already. Yes, yes, we're already <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> oh, we've gone down the toilet and heading straight towards the sewer. Yep. Ah, uh, anyway. I was just going to say that's about par as usual. That uh, is as par as usual, yes. But there you go. <laughs> so, we got Mr. Gore Blimey on here. We're going to talk some human centipede films today. Isn't that exciting? Yay. That's very classy, yeah. Very classy, Yay. yeah. We thought the theme of these films, who can we get to help us out here? And you came to mind, Gore. That's nice. They give somebody, you know, mouth to bum action, you said, or something, and you thought of me. I don't know whether to be flattered or offended. Well, that depends which end you're on, I suppose. <laughs> it depends what we've had for dinner, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, not with my IBS. You wouldn't want to be on there, I tell you. No. Oh. <laughs> we'll get there at number three. We'll get there at number three. <laughs> yes. Not number two. Oh, plenty of number twos. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. Well, oh, dear is right. Let's leave the filth for a minute. Should we talk about if we bought anything recently? Yes, let's do that. What we've been buying, what we've been buying. <laughs> Why don't you start us off, Byron? What have you bought recently? I haven't bought too much. Uh, my buying spree came to an end, but I did pick up Your spying Jason. spree? Yes. Your spying? Buying. Are you one of these people in the White House that we keep hearing about? Yes, I, I'm Ooh. watching you guys on my screen right now. Ooh. I'm concerned about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, my buying spree, buying, buying spree. Okay. But I did get Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell for about, uh, I don't know, probably 
couple quid year translation. I think I paid like three or four bucks for it. Oh, nice. Okay. On DVD? Mm. On DVD. Um, is that the Jason Goes to Hell? Is that the theatrical cut or the director's cut? Oh, God, you're asking a lot of questions. I actually have no damn idea. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because there is a big difference between the two in that the director's cut has probably one of the best sex scenes in the whole series and one of the best kills. And the theatrical cut doesn't. Oh, right. Oh, well... You'll know it when you see it. You're missing out on a sex scene. Yeah. I, I usually don't, but <laughs> I guess if I want to watch a sex scene, I'll put in Play Motel again. Dear Lord. <laughs> Grief. If it's DVD, I'm guessing that it will be the director's cut. Okay. But I know okay. I know the Blu-ray that was released stateside was the theatrical cut. Well, hang on a sec. Let me grab the movie. Okay. How exciting. I put the movie. <laughs> Igor, you get a break. There you go. <laughs> What's he I doing? So what's going on in the background? There's all sorts of strange noises. He's untying their gags, letting them have some air, and put them back on, and then come back to the microphone. He's forcing what's people that? to watch Paranormal Activity. Hello, Myron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think it really says. No, it's, you'll know. Put it this way, there's a couple in a tent having it away, and there's a brilliant kill. If that's not in there, then it's the theatrical cut. Okay, good enough. There you go. You'll have to good. get back to us on that one. Jason X, is that one in space? Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not seen it? No. Fucking Remember, no. I stopped watching. I I haven't seen a lot of the latter ones. Oh, well, you're in for a treat then. Yeah, strange one, Jason X. I didn't like it when I first saw it, but I've grown to really like it. Yeah, I don't mind that one. It's one that gets a lot of flack, but I, I didn't mind that one. Yeah, I mean, once you're over the concept that it's in space, you, I mean, you can't take it seriously, can you? So. Yeah, but, I mean, after Leprechaun... Oh, it blows Leprechaun the shit out space. of Leprechaun. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's true. Oh, God. oh yeah, it's but, definitely better than Leprechaun. I mean, Leprechaun is such a low bar, how could it not? Well, I shouldn't mm. say that. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, well, look out for uh, an appearance from David Cronenberg in that one. All right, I will. Mm, yes. Woo-hoo. Right, yeah, then, Gore, right. have you bought anything recently? I bought far too many recently. Uh, you, yeah, I'm, I'm always like trolling around on the marketplace of Amazon looking for cheap thrills, you know, so I'm always on there for that. Um, I got a few lately from last year's Celluloid Screams um, festival that have come out on DVD. So oh. I've got uh, I Am Not a Serial Killer, which was one of the ones I really liked. From oh, um, I didn't like that. Pet. You didn't like that one? I thought it was oh, that was good. It's one of the, the better ones. Pet was another one I got, which was uh, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get over the sort of a killer hobbit kind of idea, it was quite good. <laughs> and uh, What We Become, which is a Danish film, which is a kind of infected sort of zombie oh, type yeah, that thing. Rings a, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. that's good. But and the other one, which I've been trying to get for a long time and I finally got hold of, is a box set called Six Films to Keep You Awake. Okay. Um, mainly because there's one of them is called the baby's room. Have you heard of that one? No. It's, no. It, it was it's that... one of this series. It's... Apparently the other ones are not that good, but this one was a good one. Uh, and it was on telly here on something like the horror channel once and never since never been on since, but it's, uh, it's not a found footage. Sorry, Myron. Um, but hey, it's, um, it, it's, a uh, it's like, um, I think it's Spanish. Spanish, I think, uh, with a couple that uh, move into a a big house that's been done up and they have a baby and someone gives them a baby monitor and uh, 
they discover that you can look through the baby monitor and you can see people there. And uh, it is very, very creepy and very, uh, yeah, it's not so much scary as creepy, but no. I, I liked it. And uh, it's one of those things that's quite hard to get hold of. Mm. And the only way I can find it is on this box set. So I finally got that. So I'm quite pleased about that. Is that the one with uh, the Christmas one on it? I don't I don't really know the other films. I know there's the baby's room is the one that I know. There's one other that's supposed to be good and the other ones are sort of forgettable, apparently. But uh, I've not seen any of the others. I think if it's the Spanish set that I'm thinking of, I think they're all on U.S. shutter or at least. All oh, right. And there is a Christmas one. And I don't remember. What, it's like Christmas time or Christmas tale. It's a little yeah. odd. Okay, okay. I mean, if anyone likes sort of creepy horror, I would recommend The Baby's Room. There's an unusual one that nobody's ever heard of, but uh, worth looking out for. Oh, right, well, if it's on US Shudder, then it might come to uh, UK Shudder. Yeah, it could do, could do. Keep an eye out for that. Um, Okie dokie, I bought the house box set from Arrow Video this week. Oh. Which uh, I did actually do, I got a full written review, which is on Flickering Myth. But yeah, I went and bought it. Uh, What a lovely, lovely looking set that is. (laughs) You guys got all four, right? We got all four of them. You only got the two, didn't you? Yes, that's correct. I was going to say to you, is it how many is it? Is it four? Because I only really know the first three. Oh, no, it's the fourth. The fourth film is, it's got William Catt in it again, playing Roger Cobb. Oh, yeah. Um, He's in it for all of about seven minutes. But apparently Roger Cobb in that one, he's completely forgotten everything because he's got a new wife, he's got a daughter instead of a son, and he's been given another house (laughs) in somebody's will. So (laughs) it's bollocks the fourth one, to be honest. (laughs) It really is crap. But um, I I like the first three. Yeah, I, I remember the third one is a bit like the sort of Halloween 3, isn't it? It's kind of a completely different yeah. story and setting and everything. But I, I remember quite liking it, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's a very serious film, because it wasn't a house film originally. It was just a, a serial killer film. In America, it's just called The Horror Show, but over here it was House 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's not too bad, actually. Lance Henriksen and Brian James and all that. It's, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I hadn't seen it before. Is that the one with the deep fat fryer kill? Is that the one? Uh, yes there is a deep fat fryer in it yeah because there's a hand Ah, floating in it yeah yeah that's it yeah that's it yeah very good yeah but uh, house one and two popular rentals from the 80s i remember them well and uh, no house two doesn't house two doesn't get a lot of love but uh, i think it's fine i mean it's it's like the muppet show but slightly darker (laughs) but uh, it's still good fun (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness the muppet show the Muppet Show. I also bought A Perfect Storm on Blu-ray because I like that film. Oh, okay. Is that, is that the Marky Mark one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. He's in it, but he drowns in the end, so fuck it, that's the best bit. <laughs> no, I saw that in the cinema when it came out, and uh, I've had it on DVD for years, but it's one of them old DVDs with a cardboard case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. over the years, the case has just warped, and it just doesn't look very nice on my shelf, so I saw the Blu-ray on Amazon Market for, like, £1.50. So I thought, why not? Mm. I've never seen that one. No, never, never really fancied it, to be honest. Oh, it's a good film. I enjoy it. Yeah, Clooney's good in it. Yeah, all the supporting cast are good in it, actually. Even Marky Mark's not too bad, but yeah. It's actually not a bad movie, Gore. It's really, it is pretty good. It's kind of, it pulls on the heartstrings a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's one I've sort of seen on the shelf and never picked up. You know, it's one of those. I think Channel 5 show it every fortnight, to be honest. Yeah. It's one of them ones. <laughs> it's on telly quite a lot, but uh, yeah, there you go. Right then, anything else? No, that's it from me. Right, shall we move into some good, some bad and some ugly? Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> right then, Gore, as you are the guest, give us something good that you've seen. 
Okay, well, I quite like that Ryan Reynolds thing. That Ryan Reynolds thing? What? Ryan Reynolds thing. Oh, have, we got, to talk, have we got to talk about films, not just favourite scenes from Deadpool that I watch a lot? Oh, no. you jaw. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. I've got a, I've got a couple. I bet you have. <laughs> um, right. First off uh, is uh, one that everyone's talking about. It seems at the minute, which is uh, Train to Busan. All right. Um, oh, yes. Watched that recently. Um, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I love a good zombie movie, mm-hmm. and anyone who really knows me knows that I love a bad zombie even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- this was a good one. This was good. Uh, um, I, I really liked it. I thought it was more like an action film than a horror film. Yes. But I really liked the zombies. I thought they did them really well. The way they moved and everything was good. And it was a, sh- a film where they had loads of CGI, but they did it well. Yeah. You know, and it was really tense. And I liked the characters and and excellent child actor. Not three words I often say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I was really impressed that it was actually quite funny in bits and really sad in bits. So it was a uh, quite a surprise actually. It's because it had a story. It wasn't just zombies. Hmm. Mm. So that was that was one of the the good ones. The the other one I was going to mention uh, is slightly different thing. Um, I saw the Phantom of the Opera, the nineteen twenty five version. Okay. But I I saw it inside Gloucester Cathedral. You did, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, which is why it was like you know the film was great. Don't get me wrong, I love the film. The film's really creepy and it's quite surprising for a film that old mm. how creepy and atmospheric it is. You know, and the story's good and the makeup's really good and all that. But actually. Um, watching it sitting in the middle of a great big gothic cathedral with all the arches and columns and everything, watching it on a big screen, it looks like some of the scenes in the film. So you're kind of mm. sitting in a setting just like the film. And apart from that, they also had live improvised playing of the cathedral organ at the same time, uh, which was good because you could actually feel it sort of vibrating through the floor and everything. Yeah. And what was also interesting is they showed the musicians' hands on the screen at the same time. Now, it's probably not the first time I've seen someone playing with an organ in close-up on a screen, <laughs> but it was certainly the first time I'd seen it in a church. You've not been to Gloucester on a night out before, then? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. God, help me. Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. I know. Tell you what, tell you what, it's also the first time I've been to see a horror film where someone's given a prayer at the beginning, which is a bit unusual as well, but, you know. <laughs> Again, you you've go. not been for a night out in Gloucester. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I actually only live about 40 minutes from Gloucester, and I didn't know about that. I'd have gone to that otherwise. No, I only found out by pure chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good, well worth going. Very uh, creepy, but in a good way. Sounds like it was actually really good. So while you were watching that, I was up in Birmingham with our friend Dave Shakes. Oh, Shakey, yeah. Mr. Shakey. Oh, very nice. Let's give him a shout out, Mr. Shakey. Hello, Shakey. Hello. Yes, go buy the book that he's been involved with, The Infernal Clock. Mm. Go buy it. Mm. It should be out by the time this comes out. And this will be a good way to check that he's actually listening to this thing now. It is. We'll put little little subliminal messages in and then we'll question him on it later. (laughs) But yeah, while you were watching Phantom of the Opera... uh, Shakes and I were watching Night of the Living Dead in a pub in Birmingham. Yeah. Not yeah. the film, we were just watching people in a pub in Birmingham and they looked like zombies. So. <laughs> no, it was, it was the I film. I was going to say, what were you doing in Birmingham? What are any of us doing in Birmingham? <laughs> that was kind of my question. I mean, yeah. Kind of, I get the impression it's kind of like Gary, Indiana of, you know, the United States. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I tend not to go to Birmingham unless I really have to. <laughs> Uh, oh goodness right dear, dear dear myron what have you watched that's good or good that you think's good not what we think's good you know what i mean 
You're in for a treat. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Because it's a foul footage film. Of course it fucking well is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, one, this one is called Hell House LLC, uh, directed and written by Steve, don't smirk, Stephen Cognetti. It's actually a very good film. Uh, it's got a lot of vibes from Lake Mungo, kind of how they film Lake Mungo. There's a lot of similar filming techniques in this one. It, it, it's about these people who put on haunted houses, kind of like the house that October's built. Um, only oh, they yeah. put a ha- haunted house in a real haunted house and things just go a little crazy. But it's very much told in a, in a, uh, foul footage documentary style, which I think really, really improved the, the, the film. But acting was good. It was, uh, all around very good film. I was very pleased. Oh, yes, but you're easily pleased, aren't you? I know. <laughs> I know. Now, the other one I watched that I really liked was a film called Coherence. Right. Either of you seen it? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but if it pops up on like Shutter, which is where I saw it, uh, go give it a watch. It's it's phenomenal. It's the acting is really really good. I'm really impressed. It, it's a uh, very very good. It's more more sci-fi than horror, but there's certainly a lot of horror elements. But it's called Coherence. Is it frown footage? No, 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 You watched a film that wasn't found footage. You're right. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I sometimes I get feverish and I, you know, watch a found footage film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but no, Coherence, if you like a good science fiction film, give it a watch. Well, I shall make a note of that one to see if it pops up. Okay. Mm. Right. My good, I watched Kong Skull Island. Oh, I fancy seeing that. Yes. Well played. Mm. It's pretty good. I'm not going to rave about it like a lot of people. I'm going to say it's the best thing ever because I've seen a lot of real high praise. It is very much what you think it is. It's King Kong and lots of fighting. Yeah, the CGI was good. Tom Hiddleston's in it, but never mind. It was still good. And <laughs> yeah, it was just like a couple of hours of monsters fighting, lots of gun shooting and people running around and uh, a good time was had by all, really. Yeah. Did you see it in 3D? No. I was, that's what I was going to ask you. Is, is it worth seeing it in 3D? Does it matter? I wouldn't have thought so, no. I have heard no. some people say that the 3D is, o- is okay, but not brilliant. So, uh, I wouldn't have thought it really matters. No. But, um, it'll be, it'll be a nice looking Blu-ray when it arrives. Yeah, mm. Chris. Hmm. It, it seems proportionally that, God, help me. I'm talking like this with you two. It, it seems that <laughs> King Kong was a bit, bit bigger than some of the traditional ones. Is that, was that just, trailer the made the the way they made it look or was it uh, actually a much are, larger are you monster? are you being a bit of a size queen kind of film <laughs> no you know? no you mean the size of the ape yes yes the size of the ape. yes he was considerably bigger than he has been in uh oh okay oh, or is it i can't remember now because they do reference in the film that he's still a baby oh oh, oh. yeah which is obviously going to set up future battles with other monsters and things um i'm pretty sure it is meant they do mention his height and i'm sure it's bigger than it has been in other films so okay someone may correct me but i'm pretty sure that's how it is okay Uh, very cool yes Mm. and i also watched um uh, i bought it as well uh i should have mentioned it earlier i bought fright night on blu-ray oh right the original one the original one yes finally got a uk blu-ray and it looks fantastic What, what are the special features like Oh, really good. It's got a edited down version of the You're So Cool Brewster documentary, which came out oh, last year. Very nice. Yeah, it's not the full version, but it's still about two and a half hours long. It's still good. Oh, wow. I don't know about Gore, but I'm still on uh, just a plain old DVD of it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ah, well, Myron, if you can pick up the Blu-ray, I do recommend it. Okay, cool. It does make a difference. It's really nice transfer. It's a 4K transfer. Oh, how nice. Yes, and it does look really sweet. Lots of nice background details I've never noticed before. Do you guys have this 4K, Ultra 4K disc stuff starting to come out over there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I know, it means you got, if to get the full experience, you got to buy another telly and another Blu-ray player <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm no kidding. Yeah. I know. I may now, do it one day. And now they're get they're getting even sneakier now is they're, they're packaging the regular Blu-ray and the Ultra Blu-ray all in the same one. I know. Oh, really, people? Uh, so you get two Blu-rays, a DVD, and a download all in one pack. Yes, yeah. or, exactly. Or you can just stick to the DVD and get it for a no price at uh, Amazon Marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to pay postage there. Yeah, one p plus postage that makes it about one pound twenty six. I think that's no, my average. It's great. Price I think it? I pay. Yeah, I justify. It. Oh, I really? Go, it's only one pound twenty, and then at the end of the month, I've spent about twenty one pound twenties. Like, oh shit! <laughs> yes. You know what's funny is the marketplace over here for Amazon. Most of the postage is fixed. It's three ninety five. Yes, yeah, so it's generally for DVDs. It's one twenty seven here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you got you got to be careful because if you you know try to get a DVD cheap and you pay, hey, it's only three bucks. Next thing you know, you're paying eight dollars for you know That's some horrible movie. Yeah, it's weird though because <laughs> they price games differently. Games are like two ninety nine or something like that, and books are a different price. It's all weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, books I can understand. I suppose they're a bit heavier, but you know. Anyway, what do I know? Right, go something bad. Right, okay, uh, this is where I bring in a found footage. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. uh, panic, it's one of my bads, so it's probably one that you've gotten like, actually, Myron, so it's a... Every found footage film ever made. <laughs> it's called Skew. Do you know that one? I do not. I've never seen it. Oh, I wouldn't rush to get it. I wouldn't. Okay. Um, you know you know will. He probably will. Uh, it's one of those, I think it does turn up on a lot of these, um, you know, you get three films on one disc and stuff like that. And oh, okay, it's been on okay. the telly and stuff like this. But it's uh, <laughs> uh, basically if you take like all the, the things that people don't like about found footage and all that and put them in one film, pad it out for about 80 minutes. Uh, it's kind of this really. It's got three main characters that I hated. I didn't like at all. Couldn't care less what happened to them. Loads of very long scenes of nothing being filmed very badly. <laughs> Loads of talking, very slow. Um, it's one of those things where um, all the characters are telling the other one, stop, stop filming, turn the camera on. Within 10 minutes, I was shouting the same thing at the telly. Turn the damn <laughs> on. Something's going to happen. They poke the lens in people's faces. The sound quality is bad. So you have to keep turning the volume up and down to try and hear it and stuff. Um, they do all the kind of cliche things that, that don't make sense. Like um, at different points, the, the found footage will rewind. And you think, well, if you're rewinding the camera, we wouldn't see it. And if they're fast forwarding, we wouldn't see it. And, all, you know, all those kind of things. There's, they must have the most incredible, powerful batteries in the world because they're filming everything. They must be carrying around a crate full of video cassettes and all this stuff. So there's all these terrible things. I mean, the whole thing feels like it's a 15 minute short that's been padded out to get it uh, on a DVD release. And then at the very end, they have this big shock twist that makes no sense whatsoever because you get to the end. There's this big reveal. 
And then you think, hang on a minute, what about that scene? And what about this other scene when they did this? And, and you think, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's not possible. So it's, uh, yeah, I sat through 80 minutes of absolute boredom <laughs> and nonsense. And then I just got angry. So anyway, that was my bad. So that's my found footage of the week. I guarantee you <laughs> that Myron will be on Amazon once we finish buying. <laughs> uh, don't, well, don't pay well, more than a penny, whatever you do. I believe I can get it on Amazon Prime for free. I've just called it up on Amazon UK and it is new on DVD a penny plus postage. <laughs> you can buy it oh, direct from Amazon themselves £1.83. Oh, and I'm just going to pick out a review at random here and read this out. It says one star and an insult to the intelligence of Amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like you they're talking about. That's awful, Myra. Do you know what people are saying? You're the, you're the attended audience for this. It's all right. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Oh, go on then, Myron. Give us something bad. It's a found footage film. Yay! <laughs> it's it's it goes under a few titles. I I know it is Welcome to the Jungle, ah, but yeah. it's Cannibals. <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle, or just Cannibals. I don't even know where to start with this one. <laughs> First off, Gore. This one has the four most unlikable people on planet Earth. You almost mm. cheer when they get eaten by zombies. Zombies. But Zombies in it. I, I mean, cannibals. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh it suddenly, suddenly it sounded a bit better then. So that wasn't the no. <laughs> Oh, this was just horrible. You saw this one. That's right, you did, Chris. Oh, my God. You can attest how bad it is. Yes, I have seen it's it. It's just, oh, it's terrible. It, it's. I like a cannibal film, but I drew the line at this one. Yeah, this was shit. You almost have to. I mean, it, you know, God. It was horrid. Absolutely horrid. Don't waste your time. And I love found footage, so you know it's got to be bad if I'm yeah, saying But it is yeah. from the producer of Aliens and Terminator. <laughs> it is. And The yeah. Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead, Miss Gail Hurd. Yes. Sometimes you just make a shit movie. <laughs> it just, I guess it happens. Yes, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, that is a bad one. Yes, do avoid that one. My bad is I wouldn't normally pick one that I've done for a review purpose, but I have to because I haven't watched much else for the past couple of weeks. And I know that Gore loves this film. It's Zombie Lake. (gasps) Oh, wow. Are you putting it in your bad? Yes, it's a shite film. (laughs) I nearly choked on my drink then. God. (laughs) That's one of my (laughs) favourites. I know. I saw your letterbox review. Oh, it's wow. piss poor. I mean, even the opening two minutes of a naked woman swimming, I mean, that's the best bit. See, that's the thing I would a- a- appeal to you more than me. I know, but the fact that it's Zombie Lake, it looks like a pond, and it's actually a swimming pool because you can see the tiled surfaces underneath. Yeah, you're, you're listing the things that I like about it. I know. This is weird because I wrote a full review of this for Flickering Myth, and one of the replies I actually got, one of the comments was, everything you hate about this film, I love. It's like, oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you could do without some of the, you know, things drifting around in the water. I'm, I'm thinking sort of bush and things like that are clogging up the water. But there's, um, <laughs> is it, it, where else have you got zombies that are green that come out of the, the water and the green smudges off on people? Oh, I know. Yeah. And, oh, fantastic. God. Oh, it's pretty. Oh, and God. you've got a, you've got a little girl that's, uh, that's apparently, I don't know, I could never work it out. I reckon she must be about 40 odd. Yeah. But she looks like a little girl. And you've got to love the, the, the nylon wigs in the sex scene. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you can see where they're not doing a lot of friction because that whole lot would just go up. Woof. Um, there's loads, there's so much to like in that film. There's that, you know, there's 
all the yeah. scenes where in the in the mayor's house where you can see all the cables and all the the cameramen. Oh, you can see the cameramen in the reflections and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next time you see it, they've chucked a dirty great tarpaulin over the mirror and hope that we don't notice. See, I all it's of that. Great. <laughs> I should love all that stuff. And if it was in a better, it won't say better. If it was in a film that actually kept me interested, then I would. But it's so dull. Oh. Yeah. So if you if you were to replace the zombies with psycho hillbilly killers, you'd be okay with it? No, because it's still boring. <laughs> the the bits in between the stuff that you're laughing at is just crap. It's just nothing. It's like watching some sort of Sunday night TV drama. It's like, oh, please just get on to do something, people. I've not seen a Sunday night drama with that much nudity. I was like gynecological some of that stuff in there. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen better sort of. Uh, John Rollin films that have got more going for them than that. It's just, it's a boring film. I watched it again this time because I had to review it. I doubt whether I'll watch it again. I've watched it three times in the past five years and I just can't get on with it. Oh, well, I'm going to stick to my thing. I still love it, so... I'm know. glad you do, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just... It bores the pants out of me. I can't even sit and laugh at it half the time. That's the trouble. If I could just sit and look at the things you like and go, oh, yeah, this is fantastic... Great, but to me, there's just no energy to it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, no, fair enough. But uh, it's just ironic that, you know, it's a film that's full of knockers and all that sort of stuff. And you found it boring, and I loved it. There's something really <laughs> odd there. There is. It's yeah. uh, it's rather ironic, I guess. Yeah. Well, possibly, possibly. <laughs> Saying that, I did watch Red Dragon last night and uh, on Blu-ray for the first time, and you get to see Ray Fine Schlong in it. Oh, right. Not that I slowed it down to have a look, but you can. <laughs> Gore, it's probably not worth the cost of a Blu-ray player. Just <laughs> no. No, it's in the scene where he, he runs up the stairs naked and uh, right. you, you see his silhouette and you just see something swinging in the shadows. Oh, there you right. go. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah, just, just, write it, just writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, they don't show that clip when they're trying to sell you Blu-rays on the telly. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know why. It would make me buy it. <laughs> oh. Right then, go give us something that you think is ugly. Right, okay then. And I hope I've understood this right this time. I finally oh, worked this I'm out. I'm sure you have. <laughs> Okay, I've picked something that gets a quite a low score on IMDb and has definitely got problems with it, mm-hmm. but I really like it. I love it and I think it's lots of fun. And I watched it recently and I just really enjoyed it. And it is a film called The Rage, which ah. is by Robert Kurtzman from yeah. 2007, starring Andrew Divoff, who both of those were working together before in the Wishmaster film. Now, I'll stop you there. Yeah. When you said to me about the film that you saw, and I said, oh, I've seen one very similar recently. Ah. It was Wishmaster. Ah, right, okay. That's what I watched. Ah, right, okay. Ah, no, no, this one is, um, you never hear very much about this one. Uh, It's basically, it's a a mad scientist film. Uh, Have either of you seen it before? Um, I don't think so. I have heard of it, it, but I don't think I've seen it. Right, okay, well, it's a, a mad scientist. He's found a cure for cancer, but the big pharmaceutical companies don't want to know because they'd lose money, obviously, if he's found a cure. So his research and all that gets stolen. He gets locked up in a mental asylum. And then years later, he takes his revenge by creating this rage virus, which turns people into kind of deformed killer, sort of a bit zombie-ish sort of killers. Mm. Um, and the idea is that he would release that into the world and the only he'd only release the antidote if his work gets acknowledged properly 
that's the idea but of course things don't go quite as planned and um, the virus gets out it gets mutated and there's some teens um, that are nearby that get experimented on and get um, unfortunate things and unfortunate ends and all that stuff but um, I mean let's say straight off it's a film that's got a mad scientist it's got mutated killer vultures in it <laughs> and it's got the scientist has got a, a little hunchback assistant who's a necrophiliac that wears a little girl's hair and face that All says right. things like kiss the monkey and strange things like that um i'm just going on i'm just going on to amazon to look it up <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you've already got me on board by all those things you know it's like right i'm into this so it's uh it's got really good production design i like the way it looked it looked really good the set dressing the lighting and that the foal is really over the top in a good way so it's all squelchy and all that it's oh. very gory you've got entrails and blood and eyeballs and pustulating skin and all that uh, so the practical effects are really good and they should be because robert kurtzman the director his background is in special effects makeup so they should be good and it's got other practical things like um it's got killer vulture puppets which are brilliant you know they they, they are just hilarious you know they're, they're kind of they're meant to be scary they're not but they they're a bit like um if you've seen zombievers it's like oh, yes. what they what they try to do with the zombie beaver puppets but this film does it a lot funnier <laughs> a lot better but it isn't trying to but it is better you know but on the other side of that the cgi is terrible so you've got blood spurting out of people, which looks like it's in a cartoon. And you've got I mean, there's even poo spurting out in one scene. And it's <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look good, the CGI. And you've got zombie vultures flying around and they're not quite as bad as Birdemic, but they're not really that convincing, you know. So oh, and you've God. got terrible examples of blue screen um, back projection and stuff like this. Yeah, it's the but, 90s, um, oh, yeah. But having said all that, I mean, the acting is okay but andrew devoff is brilliantly over the top in this he's chewing the scenery in like the best possible way mm. and it just looks like he's having a great time in it and it's it's very similar in style to some of the gory 80s horror like um reanimator owes a lot to reanimator evil dead um brain dead or dead alive i think it's called over in the states yeah it kind of owes a lot to that sort of thing and it's got it's fast-paced it's got gore it's got monsters there's a couple of boobs pop up in it and uh, jump scares. I'm just, I'm purchasing a copy as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's not subtle and it doesn't take itself that seriously, but it is gory and it is a lot of fun. It is one of the, you don't really get bored in it. It's a lot of fun, but I can see why it doesn't get a high score on IMDb because the CGI effects are terrible and the acting is, eh. you know, the lead, the, sort of the, the final girl and final boy are a bit mm, okay with their acting, not brilliant, but it's worth seeing it for the gore and for Andrew Devoff and all the, all the ridiculously over the top bits of it. So yeah, that is one I really enjoyed. Sounds like my sort of thing. Were the vultures as epic as the bats were? What is it in? Uh, is it Mario Bava's Black Sunday, 1961? 1960. Long years since I've seen that. Blimey. I just don't know. But it, they, they are, I mean, they're obviously puppets. You, you can, you can just imagine someone's arm inside them working. They're really that puppet-like. But they're just like charming. <laughs> they're, they're evil vultures that are puppets, but you can't help but like them. <laughs> well, these bats were, these bats were definitely puppets and they were like, Huge bats attacking these two guys in the, you know, the dark and scary crypt where in the middle of the night. So, I mean, that's where everybody belongs. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, I've just spent two pounds on buying a copy. 
<laughs> yeah, cheaper half the price, I tell you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I have heard of it. I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it's right up my Straza. So, yep. <laughs> sure, look forward to watching that when it arrives. Oh, fantastic. Oh, then, Myron, what's your ugly? It's another found footage film. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> this one... This one is, I don't even know where to start with this one. It's horribly bad. It's horribly ugly. It's called The Tapes. All right. And, oh, God. Oh, it's a good thing. Does somebody find some tapes and they see something horrible on it? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I think I've seen that several times. (laughs) Apparently, these three, with at least two, again, of the most unlikable people in the world, they, they appear to be potentially, I might call them rednecks. But mm-hmm. they're from some English countryside. I have no idea where. <laughs> Yokels, um, we probably call them. <laughs> let, let's just say she had a sparkly beret, and at one point she was wearing pink metallic pants. So I'm not sure what part of the country that would be. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, they're, they're trying to film her Big Brother submission video, and they, they go to this local place, and they hear a rumor that, there's, that this barn holds sex party orgies. So... As one does, one naturally says, hey, let's go film the orgies and blackmail everyone. Good good plot, right? Yeah, that's what I'd do, yeah. They show up to the barn eight hours early, and the place is a shithole. Nobody's filming orgies in there, but they still stay there for eight hours until the brothers or brotherhood of Beelzebub devil worshippers show up. <laughs> oh, God. Really? All right, I've just looked it's up where it was filmed. Thing. And it was filmed Where? in Can- filmed in the opening sequence was filmed in Canterbury. Oh, which is yeah, that's rather upmarket. And then after that, it just I, says yeah. Kent. Just says Kent after that, which is actually my neck of the woods, Brombridge and Farm. Oh God! Yeah, it was the listen to this, the Brotherhood of Beelzebub. Oh, oh yeah, I've got yeah. all their albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, they show up to this place thinking that's where they're going to film orgies, right? Of the locals, mm. and there's satanic symbols everywhere there's there's crap everywhere they find some what could only be described as ropey s&m kind of stuff you know and it's just well you don't don't expect that in canterbury i tell you oh (laughs) it's all just you know i just don't even know what to say about it it was horrible just absolutely terrible well you keep watching these found footage films don't you yes i do fuck knows why for every Hell House and Operation Avalanche, there's 20 or 30 The Tapes. Oh. Couldn't you just spend your time watching good films instead? I'd mix it up. I watched Devil's Candy this morning. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, that was okay, yeah. I liked it. I really enjoyed that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Ah, oh, dear. Right, My Ugly is a documentary, actually. Wait a minute. Is it a faux documentary? Like as found footage documentary? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a proper one. Oh. And it's the Louis Theroux My Scientology movie. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it in ugly just because it's full of these delusional people who, you know, I'm against all the religion stuff anyway, but Scientology is batshit. And I'm saying that in public. I don't care. It is. It absolutely is batshit. It is. And I'm actually originally, the town where I'm from is where the UK headquarters of the Church of Scientology is. So I do know, well, so I do know. I do know a lot of stories about this, that, and the other going on down there. I've actually been inside St. Hill Manor, which is the UK headquarters. Believe it or not. Really? Yes, there you go. Mm. Yeah, that was to do with work, the company I was working for at the time. Yeah, so I, I, 
anything like that always perks my interest up anyway. And uh, yeah, it's pretty standy, standard Louis Theroux stuff. You know, he goes around asking questions and acting dumb when uh, he really knows exactly what he's talking about. I gotcha. It works for him. He seems to get a lot out of people by doing that. And uh, yeah, it shows you how freaky and ugly people can be. So that's why yeah. I put it in, in ugly, really. Mm, probably more scary yeah. than most of the films we've looked at today. Oh, it is. I mean, there's a big section in it where he's somebody mentions like when you talk to people who are really deep into the into the cult, you know, there's nothing behind the eyes type thing, and uh, it really is true. You see these people on there, and they they're just raging maniacs. A lot of them, they just don't know. There's no uh, what's the word? <sighs> there's no connection to reality for a lot of them. Mm. It's just yes, it's strange what people will do, isn't it? Mm. Yes, yes it is. Yes, so yeah, that's that's my ugly. Yeah. Anyway, moving from that sort of ugly onto a different sort of ugly, should we crack oh, on with God. our with our main features? <laughs> crack okay. on, crack off, whatever you want to do. I, oh God. <laughs> our first one up tonight is from 2009, the Human Centipede first sequence. Let's play a trailer. Yay. Yes. Um, I was wondering if I could get driving directions to a nightclub called Hello, sweetie. No, we're in Germany right now. Maybe we can talk to you later. All right, we miss you. Bye, Amy. Bye, sweetie. I think we're supposed to turn. I thought you knew exactly where we were going. What was that? We came from over here, I swear. We just got a little lost. A little lost? We're on a road trip through like Europe. A, yeah. Can you call uh, the emergency car service for us? You have a really lovely home. The Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. The human centipede. We start with cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps. Centipede, first sequence from 2009, directed by Tom Six and starring Dieter Laser, Ashley C. Williams, Ashlyn Yenny, Peter Blankenstein, which is a fantastic name, <laughs> Akihiro Kitamura, and Sylvia Zedek. Right, synopsis for this one. 
A mad scientist kidnaps and mutilates a trio of tourists in order to reassemble them into a human centipede created by stitching their mouths to each other's rectums. Oh, 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 oh fantastic. <laughs> oh. Right then. Bit of a controversial one, this one, when it first came out, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, no, no, it, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. So, Myron, had you seen this before this viewing? Yes, I had seen all three of these exactly once before this viewing. Oh, I didn't know you'd seen all three before. Okay. I have, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I had seen this before, so I knew what to expect going in, although I didn't remember all the parts. Okay, and Gore, you'd seen this one before, hadn't you? I'd seen the first one before. That's the only one I've seen, yeah. Yes, and you saw this at a Halloween showing, you said you were saying earlier. Uh, yeah, I saw this one when it was at a Halloween showing. Uh, one of the local cinemas were doing like a special Halloween thing with it. And um, I remember all the hype at the time and what it was about and all that. And I can remember at the time thinking, well, that sounds a bit, um, yeah, I don't know if I want to see that or not, really. Um, but uh, despite that, I did go and see it. So I saw it then. And then that was it, really, until I saw it this week. Are you are you telling me you paid to see this? I did, yes. On the big screen okay. as well, cool. On the oh, big screen, God. yes. Excellent. <laughs> I saw this... Oh, God. I saw this on DVD when it came out. Yeah, I can't remember how I first heard about it, to be honest. I think it was one of those things I just saw people buzzing about it on Twitter or something. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, I need to see this because it just... <laughs> <laughs> it's right up Chris's alley. So mm. to speak, yes, it... You know, oh, oh, scratches yeah, yeah. that particular itch I have just to see the most extreme <laughs> things I can all the time. They have ointments for those itches. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I wish Tom Six would use it occasionally. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those films, isn't it? A lot of people seem to... Everyone's got an opinion on it. Yes. Yeah. Even if they haven't seen it. I was going to say, mostly people that haven't seen it have an opinion on it. <laughs> yeah. I'll come out the bat now. I like this film. I really right. like this film. I, I don't think it's a masterpiece, but I think it's a film that it's the it's the idea that puts people off. Yes, agreed completely. Yeah, and I think Tom Six is very clever in this respect by giving you enough to show you what he's got in his head, so to speak. But he right, doesn't right. go full on exploitation, grindhouse, piss and shit all over the camera lens, which is what you're expecting. Yes, yeah, I, I think I completely agree with you. I I quite like this. I was surprised when I saw it. The first time I saw it, um, I think I was more surprised than anything because I was expecting it to be really extreme, really, uh, you know, really shocking and horrible and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's actually quite restrained. It, it's not as gruesome as what you think. And um, having seen it again recently and knowing it's, you know, I haven't got all this hype in my head and that. I enjoyed it quite a bit, you know, especially this time. I thought it was good. I thought it had some some clever touches to it as well. Yeah, I think the strength of it is really Dita Laser as the scientist. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes he is. He is, and I I actually took your advice, Chris, and I hmm. hate this film less than the first time I saw it. <laughs> good. Yes, because <laughs> Chris gave me two pieces of advice, and mm -hmm. I cleared my mind and took a deep breath. I tried to watch it from that angle, and although I still will rate this low, I don't hate it as much as I did. Oh, well, that's mm -hmm. pleasing to hear. Yeah, I see, I was quite impressed with it, because I think, like we said, I think the idea of the film is what is, you know, it's more shocking than actually what's in it. Yeah. But I think it does that kind of thing where um, it's not what it should 
shows you that's disturbing it's what it implies that's disturbing it's showing you things like the faces the reactions and you know what's coming even if you don't see it all those kind of things are a lot more disturbing than actually sticking a camera in there and showing you what's happening and i think it pulls that off pretty well actually i i found it disturbing because of what i was imagining more than what i was seeing exactly essentially it gets it gets to a point where it just becomes a chase movie around this mad scientist's house yeah Yeah. obviously the chase is three people that are sewn together can only move at a certain speed and in certain ways but um I think there's, there's, there's also there's also a chase scene before that as well. I mean, one of the uh, one of the victims gets up and runs around, and and that's that's one of the best bits I think because she sort of escapes and runs out. I mean, it's mm. it shows you where some of the, the the kind of the gory bits that really work for me are the bits that are quite subtle. Like she gets off her uh, bed table thing and runs off, but she's still connected to the drip, and you see that yank out of her. And that was far more disturbing to me than any amount of chopping anyone open would be. And um, she runs around, and there's a lot of tension. She ends up in this swimming pool, which wouldn't normally be all that scary, but actually it was a really tense scene uh, where she's in the pool, and then he starts to close the shutter on the pool, and he's pointing the gun. And I thought that one of the things this did really well was it was very tense. I was sitting really, you know, watching this on the edge of the seat, a lot of it because of the tension in it. And I thought it did that really well. And as I said before, I mean, some of the little touches are the bits that had me squirming more than the gory. Not that there were much gory bits, but little things like um, uh, at one point after he's done the operation, you see the guy sitting there eating some kind of unspecified meat Mm. on his plate. And that's really disturbing because your mind starts thinking, what is that meat? He's just been cutting someone's buttocks open and stuff. What's that meat? And little things like when the yeah. centipede's trying to get up the stairs, you start to see little drips of blood coming from where the joins are. That was really ugh. <laughs> uh, little things like that were far, yeah, more, yeah, exactly. far more icky to me, I think. It's almost funny that there were more bodily fluids in the first 10 minutes of necromantic than there were in the entirety of the human centipede. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, but I'm being I'm being serious. It's a lot of it's implied, but you know, if you remember from the opening Necromantic, they they have like a three minute pee scene. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've heard so, of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's I mean, Necromantic Necromantic is a film that is designed entirely to shock. There's no other subtext or anything to yeah. it. Whereas I think Human Centipede, while it, Tom Six is obviously trying to wind people up, he does it in yeah. a way that you know, it's like Gorsuch, it, it's subtle. And yeah, it's yeah. all there, but it's very subtle. And you could put this on if you were doing a mad scientist, you know, marathon. You know, you put mm. a couple of Frankenstein films on, and then uh, reanimate it, and then this. I think it would fit oh, in yeah. very, fit in very well with that sort of thing. He's he's your, your classic kind of mad scientist. You know, he he yes. does all the kind of things you get from that sort of nineteen fifties sixties mad scientist B movie thing. He he is all that, but with a with a splash of like Nazi stuff chucked in as well. So well, it's never you know, actually, it's never actually said he's a Nazi. Not in this film, no, no. But it's kind of heavily implied. Yeah, it's heavily implied. Yes. You know, he's kind of he's a very crazy German who does surgical experiments on people. And and also it's hinted. I mean, the girls are going to a German nightclub called The Bunker. I thought that (laughs) sounds a bit like a clue to me. So it's kind of hinted that he is that. But we never are told. Because, you know, from the off, as soon as he opens the front door and you see him, you know, there's something not right with him. He's a very um, strange looking man. He is. But he's also quite interesting as well. I think I mean, of all the characters in this, none of them are really developed all that much but he's really interesting because i was looking at him and thinking 
he's kind of got a lot of autistic traits and i don't i mean i i'm not saying that people with autism are dangerous psychopathic killers at all and i'm not saying that this is accurate but um a lot of the things he does like the social awkwardness um when he meets them and he says he doesn't like humans and lives on his own and his emotional reactions to things are kind of wrong yeah he either has no facial expressions or he reacts massively over the top and it's when he doesn't feel he's in control. So um there's lots of things like he kind of has to be in control and he's a surgeon, which is like the ultimate. It's like a God complexy thing, isn't it? He's in control yeah, and, yeah. and all this. And he can't cope when somebody gets in the way of that. So for example, like if she knocks over a glass of water with a drug in it he yeah. loses control or when the police it's come and you know, the same happens and it's he can't so it, i i wonder if he was written with that kind of thing you know like i said i'm not saying it's you know a bad you know people with autism are bad but i'm just saying that it i wonder if that's what the the writer was kind of going for as a character i don't know we may be giving him too much credit i think it uh I know exactly what you're saying, but I think, I think it's, it's a probably more, more like more the performance than it is the writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll get onto I... it with the third one more. Yes. I yes. think Dieter Laser is the best thing in this film. I think he's. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Like you say, it's either really controlled, seething rage, or he's just shouting his mouth off over the top. Yeah. And yeah. there's very little mill ground. Um, like I said, well, my view on that may change with the third film, but, um, well, yeah, yeah. But he's playing the classic mad scientist here. He's got a plan and, you know, these people just turn up on his doorstep and he can put the centipede together and do his, uh, prove to everyone that he's the best scientist that he reckons he is. Um, and obviously the police are going to show up at some point and, and spoil that. Yeah. And do you know what's really disturbing about that operating scene? Um, mm. he, he's wearing crocs. Well, then, then he deserves everything that's coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> So now I've just put my Crocs on, so I'm, gonna, I'm sitting here in an adult diaper and Crocs. That's it. Well, the human centipede falls writing itself, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, oh, don't even dear. joke about that. Don't even joke about that. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah, it's obviously Dieter Laser is the star of this film. There are two female leads who yeah. play the uh, the middle and the last part of the uh, of the centipede. Uh, the front part is, is a... Um, a young man he's japanese i believe i thought that was quite clever actually i mean they the the person they put at the front is the only one that's able to speak and communicate and they put in a character that doesn't speak english or understand english yeah so i think that was quite deliberate that they put him at the front could be but he put ashley c williams character in the middle basically because she's the one Mm. who tried to escape and that Mm. was her punishment is you go in the middle so you've got to eat someone else's shit and you've got to make your friend eat your shit hmm Hmm. Which is yes. not yeah. very nice, is it? Well, no, it, it's it's not very nice. It's not it, very it, nice. So what did you all think of the ending? Everybody's dead except the middle part of the centipede. Yeah, that's really disturbing. I think that's a really, a really quite a, a disturbing ending because, uh, and again, one of the things I quite like about this is it doesn't spell it out to you. You know what's going to happen. It doesn't have to tell mm. you that she's going to die, but you know she's going to die. She's attached to a dead body at either end of her the police and everyone you know the other guy the police they're all dead nobody's probably going to be there for a while by the time they get there she'll be dead so it leaves you where you know what's going to happen to her but it doesn't show you it and and i quite liked that i thought that was quite disturbing Mm. it's that restraint again that tom six Mm. shows here that yeah we all know what's going to happen but 
you know, let's just let it play out and, you know, fade to black. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of funny, though. What, what do you think if you'd left it at one? Do you well, think one this would be a one film? Do you think it would oh, be I thought you meant one movie? person in the centipede. It wouldn't be much of a centipede, would it? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> be a I mean, just someone raw, crawling around on their hands and feet. That'd be rubbish. <laughs> That's a different kind of movie. Anyways, <clears throat> I mean, do you think if, if Tom Six had <clears throat> quit at the first movie, do you think it would be make it a better movie or a worse movie? Or no impact? Ooh. I don't think it would change the movie. Ah, it's a bit of a tough one, really, because I mean, you mm. you can you can just watch this movie and not bother with the sequels if you want. Mm. Do you think Do you think it harms or helps the reputation to have the sequels? I think it improves the reputation to have a sequel because obviously, oh, we got this film here that's you know really disgusting, oh, and there's loads of them as well. But you know, that's sort of what we yeah. watch a lot of horror films for because you know we see something we like and we want more of it. I guess that's yeah. I guess that's true. So I don't think it hurts to have sequels. It might hurt it having the sequels that it's got. <laughs> I guess that's maybe that was my thing, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a whole other argument. Certainly one of them. Maybe the other one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it stands fine on its own, and I liked it when it was just on its own. It, it, it's like I said, I, I liked that it's um, restrained. It's understated in a lot of ways. It's uh, that all worked really, really well. I'm interested in the way he took the sequels. That's, you know, a different thing, you know. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, with every genre that comes along, you always get that film that takes it to the extreme. And, you know, Hostel took the torture porn thing to the extreme. So I think Human Centipede is certainly the most extreme body horror in concept. Maybe not in execution, but certainly in concept. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I think I think it's earned its place really as a modern. Oh, I'm not going to say classic. It's not a classic, but it's certainly when people look back on sort of 21st century horror, I think it's it's got a place within the sort of top ten, maybe not best films, but certainly uh, what's the word? Impressionable films. Yeah, films that have got an impact. You know. Yeah. Mm. And mm. I, I think it's there. I think it's a well-made film. It looks really good. Oh, it's definitely well made. I mean, the camera work and, you know, the photography in that is is really good in it. I mm. I was quite impressed with how it looked. And um, th- this kind of uh, the use of colouring and stuff is a theme that crosses over to the next two films as well. Yes. Because on this, you've got a lot of blue filter. So whether it's outside in the dark or whether it's in the, the lab or swimming pool, you know, there's a lot of blue going on in this one. Mm. And I like that that's a theme that carries through them, the three films. Excellent. So yeah, and, and yeah. I thought the atmosphere was good. I, I you know, the, I, I quite liked the music. The, well, not music. The sort of ambient sound that they used through yes. it. I thought was quite good as well. That kind of built up attention as well. There, there was a lot of things I, I liked actually. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I mean, it's interesting that you don't actually see the centipede until the halfway point. Yeah, I think it's just after the halfway. Mm. But it still built up that sort of dread and everything all the way through the first half, and it still kept me interested. I think uh, the two things you mentioned, Gore, are kind of what saved it for me is we don't have to watch 100 minutes of a centipede crawling around, a human centipede, mm. and the fact that it was shot well. It's very crisp, very clean almost, you know, very defined. That, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see what he's doing here. I could see what he's doing here. Mm. So it, it did it. it. It actually, I mean, it did. It improved my perception and like of this movie dramatically from what mm. it was. Oh, well, that's good to hear anyway. So are we ready yeah. to score? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, Gore, how many soiled nappies out of five do you give this one? <laughs> I am probably going to give it a four, actually, because I quite liked it. Excellent. Wow. Ah. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Go on then, Myron. What's your score? Two. Two? <laughs> yes, two. Seriously? Yes, seriously. It came up from a half. Oh, come on. You're just saying that. No, I wrote down two. That's, I'm dead serious. No, I mean the bit about half. Come on. It's always better, better than that. No, <laughs> not really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that first, the first time I saw it, I just absolutely hated it. Did you hate the idea of it, or did the actual film itself? No, I just hated the idea of it. I thought this is just stupid, and so I went in with a bad attitude. So ah, you see, but yeah, now you've mm. actually watched. You know what? It. I, I I can actually go to two point five. That makes it an average. How's that? Okay. <laughs> if we keep working on him, do you think we'll get him up to a five? <laughs> no. Okay. On with gore on this, I'm giving it a four as well. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> it's a solid horror film. It really is. Mm. Regardless right, of what you think p- of the idea, I think the actual way it's made and put together and all that, it's a very solid modern horror film. Fair play. Fair play there. Just keep in mind, they gave Hell House a 4.5, so... Yes. You know, you know where my brain is, all right? So, just saying. I do think one day we're going to have to go explain our actual rating system. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> anyway okay well let's move on then let's uh, move on to the sequel Human Centipede 2 let's play a trailer hey I hope you're not time wasting you I've got a dozen people waiting to look at this place hey come on let's get this lease signed eh Because your mother is very worried about you. He keeps on talking about a centipede with 12 people. <laughs> what does that mean? The centipede can be considered a phallic symbol. Centipedes are very aggressive creatures. Ian, please! Their bite can be very painful. What are you looking at? Maybe he's connecting the pain that a centipede inflicts with the psychological and sexual abuse inflicted on him by his father. There's nothing to worry about. I'm sure it's just a passing phase. Hmm? What is this? 100% medically accurate. One digestive system? Is this a perverted film you've been talking about? This isn't right, Martin. What you're doing is wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it! It's a film! You were sending me to film! <laughs> Human Centipede 2, full sequence from 2011, directed by Tom Six, starring Lawrence R. Harvey, Ashlyn Yenny, Maddie Black, Dominic Borelli, Lucas Hansen, Dan Berman, and lots of other people we've never heard of. 
<laughs> and probably never will again. Right. Inspired by the fictional Dr. Heiter, disturbed loner Martin dreams of creating a 12-person centipede and sets out to realise his sick fantasy. Ooh, what a bastard. Mmm. Oh. Right, this one probably more controversial than the first film. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a bit. Just a wee bit. As I was explaining to you guys before, and Marvin wasn't aware of this, uh, this film was actually banned in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, there aren't many films sort of in recent memory that have been banned in the UK. Out, banned outright, anyway. Uh, this was one of them. Um, it has been released since with a few minor cuts here and there. Really? Yes. So the version you buy in the UK is the cut version. And the main difference that you can tell is, you know the scene where the pregnant woman gives birth in the car? Yeah, yeah. Yes. In the UK version, the baby comes out and falls to the floor and she drives off. Yeah. In the uncut version, the baby falls to the floor, she puts her foot on the accelerator and crushes it. Ooh, right. And then drives off. Ah, that's yeah, the I, There are other snips I here and there, but that is the main. See why that might have been cut out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the main difference. So, uh, wasn't there another bit? Something about um, with he wraps barbed wire around his thing or something? And I think yes. that was because because the thing with that was that I I found out about this after. There's this scene where he does this, which was cut out from it. But then in the third one, you get to see that because the the inmates are watching it. Yeah. And it appears on the screen. I'm thinking, oh, that was cut out of the last one. Yeah, there is a scene where Martin, played by Lawrence R. Harvey, wraps barbed wire around his penis and then proceeds to rape the back end of the human centipede. Mm. <laughs> Which is nice. Oh. Yeah. Jesus, are you kidding me? I didn't see yeah. that part. Oh, well, maybe you saw a cut version then. Yeah, you saw the same version as me, Myron. There are other cut versions, depending on which country you win. Some some countries have snipped other bits out. I saw the baby part, but um, yeah, boy, those are the two main mains. Yeah, anyway, that, the um, baby part's missing from the version that I've got. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the UK cut that you would. Have yeah, got. I watched this uncut. Hmm. <laughs> it's illegal yeah. to buy in the UK, but I didn't buy it in the UK, so it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, Human Centipede Two, sh- shot in black and white. Yeah. For the reason that uh, it wouldn't have got past any sensors if it had been in colour, because there's lots of bodily right. fluids flying around in this one. Yeah. I did think my DVD player had gone wrong, actually, I must admit. When I put this on and it started doing the recap of the first one, yeah. I was pressing buttons on the control thinking, what's gone wrong with this? What's gone wrong with this? Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was in black and white until until then. There is one bit of colour in this film. Did anyone notice? Oh, I didn't remember that. <laughs> it's very quick. There's a bit of shit that flies at the camera that's in lovely brown. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Which is apparently supposed to be a nod towards um, Schindler's List. <laughs> oh. You know, the, you know the girl in the red... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be like oh, that. Oh, I see. I was trying to think. I don't remember there being a bit in Schindler's List like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like a quirky take on that. You know, the one okay. colour bit in the black and white. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit where some shit flies at the camera and it's brown. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first watch for you then, Gore? It is. I tell you what, I mm. really liked about this. I really like the green case. I don't know which version you got, but yes, um, the, the DVD Ray comes in, this. in a green case. And I thought, oh, I mean, don't ever let me go near Xbox games, for God's sake. But I was really, I thought, oh, I was really impressed with that. And the other thing I was really impressed with is that the centipedes that are in it mm. are credited as Kirsty and Gladys. Both. <laughs> 
Are they really impressed with that? Yeah, Kirsty and Gladys, the centipedes. So, uh, yeah. So, but um, the other thing I was going to say is you two completely misled me on this because you were telling me there was a man in tighty whities in this. <laughs> so I, I was thinking to myself, is this a David Decotto film or something? And uh, <laughs> it's not exactly what I imagined. Let's put it like that. Well, let, let's let's mention who wears the the said underwear. It's Lawrence R. Harvey who plays Martin, the main character in this film. So he's yeah. Martin is a uh, hardcore fan of the Human Centipede film. He's watching it on his little television in, in the security office where he works. Uh, so he dreams of creating his own uh, centipede. Yeah, he's a rather striking-looking gentleman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and interestingly, he doesn't speak at all in the thing, which I didn't realise until I watched it. He doesn't actually say anything, no. apart from the odd sort of grunt or moan or something. He, he, he occasionally gets animated and laughs a lot. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. There's no words. But that's about it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think he's really good <laughs> in this film. Mm. Lawrence, I think it's he sort of looks like a modern day Peter Laurie, doesn't he? Mm. He he was better than I expected, actually. I must say, I I, I, I agree with four on that. Yeah, just from an acting uh, perspective, I I think he did pretty well with this. But, because uh, I mean, apparently his audition for this role was uh, Tom Six asked him to rape a chair. Which, right. That was his audition, and apparently he did. So I, I've never seen that yeah. footage. But um, I, I don't know if I want to see that footage. I, oh. No, I don't think I want to see that footage either. No, I wonder if you, you'd think, you know, <laughs> come on, where's the hidden camera? You know, if someone said that. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've been to some strange job interviews before, but um, I've never had to do that. <laughs> no. 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 Reminds me, what is that, what is that program? The uh, season one, episode one of Black Mirror? Black Mirror? No, don't know. Yeah, I know Black Mirror, but I can't remember which episode Is was. The, the pig one. Oh, the pig one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of audition reminds me of something like that. <laughs> Ooh, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about, but I can... But I can yeah, guess. I haven't thought about that for a long time, and uh, I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, well, you have been to Gloucester recently. <laughs> that was enough, yeah. Yes, well, not that they're into that sort of thing there. Where are they? <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Lawrence R. Harvey, he plays Martin. He wants to make his own centipede. He loves the human centipede film, so he sets about creating one in a film that is rather disgusting and gross, and I think it's really quite clever. I think it's really interesting because he's gone the complete opposite way to the first film. So I think if you're going to do a sequel, he's like, gone the opposite it's not more of the same it's the opposite almost it's um it's a reaction to the first film yes it's not whereas the first one was very restrained and was very you know uh you could you people were expecting it to be a lot more gruesome than it was and it was not Mm. this is kind of there you know blood and guts and eyeballs right out in front of you there you you know you see the whole lot you do and martin isn't the only unsavory character in this film no oh no (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Sebring, played by yeah. Bill Hutchins, oh. who, who's got the most magnificent beard, <laughs> I must say. Until you, if you actually look uh. on his IMDb picture profile, he's actually completely bald and completely clean-shaven. Oh. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a doctor who wants to... Um, <laughs> how can I yeah. put it? <laughs> he wants to have relations with Martin. He wants to plough Martin. Uh, he want, well, he wants to yes. bum him. Let's just say it. He does yeah. completely. Um, he ma- he makes he makes house calls, and <laughs> I love it when he says the centipede is just a phallus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And where the centipede ends up at the end of the film is sort of he's probably right, really. 
yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. If you look at it like that. Um, yeah, he's an unsavoury character who, he he, uh, he doesn't end up in the centipede, he ends up dying, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And you've also got the neighbour upstairs who plays his music rather loud. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't like him uh, having Martin or his mother bang on the ceiling. So he ends up in the centipede, which I think is quite satisfying to watch because he's mm-hmm. a bit of a git of a character. Answer me this, because this bothered me for the whole movie. Yes. We have a, a Martin character, total asthmatic. How the hell does he get that guy down from his apartment to the centipede? Not to mention all the other people. I think you're looking ah. far too much into this, Mike. <laughs> no, I think, uh, wait till the end. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It just, it bothered me. You know, here's a guy who could barely take two steps without an inhaler. And yeah. yet he's lugging, you know, 250 pounds of dead weight, literally. Yeah. Over half yeah. of wherever this film. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, in the first film, um, somehow the uh, the what's his name trap managed to get three people stitched together unconscious up a flight of stairs into his living room. So, you know, there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of figured he had an elevator system because he was rich. I've got to be honest, Myron, if you get to the end of this film and that's the bit that bothers yeah. you. I think you're looking at it with the wrong pair of eyes, to be honest. No, trust me, it's not the only bit that bothers me. It's one of many, one of thousands. Well, let's get into that then, Myron, because I haven't heard your full take on this yet. Oh, you God, obviously I don't, don't like this film. No, no I don't like <clears throat> this film at all. Why not? Give it well, to us. Because it's stupid. <clears throat> it is so far, forget not far fetched. It is so ridiculous that. I, I just can't even it, – it's just it, – it's nothing more to me than something that's trying just to shock you for the sake of shocking you. Right. It is nothing more than an August Underground or a Doctor Strange oh, Land I wouldn't or go that any, of, any of those pieces of crap films that are just – you know, I mean, my God, Hostel is better than this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in this whole it, – and it's so – I'm okay with suspending disbelief, and I'm okay with suspending a lot of disbelief, but I'm sus- supposed to suspend it. Just it's the third one is more believable than this, and it, it's nothing more. I mean, it's got the wanking scene, it's got apparently a Bob wire rape scene, it's got the doctor in the back getting a Hummer saying, "I'd rather be, you know, doing Martin up the ass." I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it, it, it's got it's got shit flying everywhere. It's got a pregnant woman in there. I mean, Jesus! It, it's and an onslaught. I'll ask again. Your problem with that is what? <laughs> it, it's just an onslaught of stupidity. I just, I just, I don't get it. I didn't get it the first time I watched it. I don't get it this time. <laughs> it, it's, it's just. I mean, the the best character in the movie was the doctor. He has the phallus line. He has the line that says mentally challenged people who are sexually abused sometimes mutilate their own genitals. Uh, Mm. I I mean, it's just it's It's not Shakespeare, is it? Yeah. yeah, A foreshadow of the Bob Wire thing that I completely missed. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know, I, I, you know. You don't think it's quite a clever concept to have the human centipede movie existing in a in a universe where somebody's watching that film and getting inspiration from it? If that somebody the likes aspect? it, I, look, I don't care for Jason Pollock, but there's a lot of people who get inspiration from Jason Pollock. To me, it looks like a bunch of dots and 
straight lines that any idiot could do. But, you know, that doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. I mean, this may be somebody's art, and I'm okay with that. Mm. I just didn't get it at all. Okay. I, mm. I just, just couldn't get it. Couldn't, couldn't get the ending. Well, I mean, I got, I got the ending. The ending was pure revenge, and I'm okay with that. But, you know, the whole baby getting crushed and the whole pregnant woman thing to begin with. And it just like, I, okay. I, you know, and <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, and how in the hell, how in the hell does somebody with a cell phone say that they're interviewing somebody for or auditioning somebody for a Tarantino movie and somebody believe? Them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, Mara. We've dealt with PR people. We know. <laughs> No, no, that's not a problem for me. That bit, I'll I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I I think that's deliberate. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. It's yeah, I, I think of, I, yeah. I agree that, that a lot of this is deliberately out there. It is shocking, but I think mm. this is he's deliberately going the opposite to what I think. Pe- like people were expecting the first film to be incredibly gory and disturbing, and it it wasn't as much as people thought. So I think his reaction is to go, right, okay, let's flip it, flip it around and do the complete opposite. And so instead of it being implied and subtle and whatever, we get everything in close up in very gory detail in this. Um, so I think he's deliberately doing that. He's deliberately trying to provoke <clears throat> reactions. You could, and things like you this. could so almost I think, argue that Toby Hooper did the same thing with the first two Chainsaw Massacre films. No, no. How can we argue that? Because the, well, first, okay. the first Chainsaw Massacre is all about Im- implication. You don't see much. And then the second film comes out and he changes tack and makes it a comedy. It shows true. you everything. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, you know, to me, it's almost like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's almost like he tried to shock you into liking it. And for me, it was just like, is this all you got? See, I don't think really? Tom, Tom Six gives a shit whether you like it or not. And I, think I hope that- not. That's what I like about this second film. I think it's it's there. It is there to provoke. You're absolutely quite right. And yeah, he doesn't care. It's there. There it is. There's my film. You thought the first one wasn't shocking. Well, here you go. Have this one. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's deliberately, as you said, it's like, well, you 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 thought the first one wasn't shocking. Try this then. I, I can do shocking, too. I'll do the most shocking film I can. And he's sat there and thought of all sorts of shocking things to show and inserted them into this film. Yeah, whether that's any good or not. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, some of the stuff he's done. I mean, we've got like, like Mario was saying, we've got a pregnant woman as a victim. We've got a newborn baby gets killed. There's sexual abuse and incest is mm. sort of comes up, and there's rape, and there's you know, it is a lot more gory. I mean, some of the scenes in this, I have to say that the effects in this were really quite good. Yeah. Um, even though what they're what you're seeing is quite disturbing. I mean, the the mother's death was like, wow, that was oh. really quite something yes. and that the knee cuts and the teeth with the hammer and stuff that those scenes were really were very realistic and very disturbing um so you know, he's done that well that scene where he knocks the teeth out of the neighbor's head with the hammer one by one it's just mm. yeah mm. that that's more um uncomfortable than when he just bludgeons somebody yeah and i will give you that 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 one made me go and i think I the sound effects that. helped as well yeah the sound <laughs> effects were very good yeah but there's also other things that are deliberately in there to disturb. And there's like um, uh, the chaps watching the, the film. And at one point he gets out the sandpaper. Yes. <laughs> and decides to have a little fiddle. Yeah. Uh, things like that. I mean, that is there just to kind of get a reaction. But it's also, as we said, it, it's it's like him showing you. Yeah, I can do um, extreme gore as well. Look at this. Mm. 
And I, and I always say, so what? Isn't the challenge, at least to me, to do extreme gore that's good? But I guess who am I to say what's good and what's bad? Well, the gore is good. Yeah, yeah, the special effects are very good. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I admit, I'll give you the teeth scene was, that made me cringe bad. But I have a thing about teeth anyway, so. I think the black and white probably helps, because we all know black mm. and white can hide mm. a multitude of sins. Yes, I, I absolutely agree with that. Had it been in color, it would have been. There is a there is a color version, Ugh. very hard to get hold of. I've never seen it, but there apparently there was. I think it may be German or somewhere European. They did release a color version. Oh my! Which I've never seen. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to though. Uh, no, I'll I don't. A hard do. pass. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the black and white. I thought the black and white worked really well. Yeah. I thought it really, it's, sort of, it's like a high contrast black and white. And there were some scenes that were really quite creepy. I, I thought like the uh, the warehouse where you've got the dark floor and you've got all the, the people writhing around on it. Yeah. It's just like looking at a, a, a thing of maggots or something. It was really very it's well, it's disturbing very well lit, to look Phil. at. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I, I thought was interesting, there was the scene where the he's with his mother and uh, the doctor's sitting on the sofa and it really reminded me of his head it's that kind of uh stark black and white and the surreal patterns on the wall and the carpet and the ambient sound and not very much dialogue and that it really felt like a david lynch i was going to say it's quite eraser head in places isn't it just the tone mm. of it yeah that's that, exactly yeah yeah, I mean, there was a, there, I did notice there was a couple of, uh, possible, um, little nods to other films. I mean, apart from a razor head, there's, there's a, a blood feast one with the tongue, where yes. he pulls out a tongue. So that's like that. And the other one, which made me laugh was the psycho one when his mother comes into the bedroom with a big knife. That's right. And yes. she's like, stab, stab, stab. And it's like, Oh, that's the shower scene from psycho. <laughs> I love the fact the mother just walks in the room and starts stabbing at the bed in the hope that he's in there and he's not. <laughs> But then he just kind of gets into bed. Yeah, he just that. gets into bed and lays there. And it's just like this sort of thing probably happens to him every day. So he's just used to it. She, she was a very, very odd character, the mother. I mean, there, there's the whole thing where they're having dinner and then she just announces, I've decided to kill us both. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes up and goes up and annoys the neighbor and then comes in with the neighbor and, and then says, it's Martin can't take it anymore. And um and when the neighbour starts to get angry, she says, kill us both. I'm begging you, kill us. <laughs> it's a very strange character. I like the way whenever the neighbour comes down, they lead him to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. Yes. The, the bits with the mother and the psychiatrist are the best parts of the movie for me. Hmm. I rather like those parts. I thought they were really good. Okay. And then it went all weird. <laughs> then it went all weird. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, more weird. So what do we make of the ending then? Yeah, I think that's the, the sort of important bit of it is the ending. Um, cause we have this kind of ambiguous ending that you could take in different ways where, um, it sort of finishes going back to him watching the, watching the, the film in his little booth. Hmm. And, um, and then you hear a, a child crying from one of the cars and that's kind of it. So I quite like that it's ambiguous and you can read it in different ways. Yes. But it's led to believe, was it real? Is it happening? Has it happened? Or was it all a fantasy? And that's kind of the, the crux of it. And I think that is sort of the most important part of it is how you see that. Mm. Now, I've got a theory that I have. Have either of you thought about what you think of that end? I think it was a fantasy. I, I with Chris, I think he was having a go with the sandpaper and he came. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was being I wasn't being glimmer trying to make a joke. I think that's what happened. I think Tom Six wants us to 
you know, it's a fantasy. This is what goes on in his head. So that's what he's projecting yeah. onto the screen. Yes. Well, I, I, I mean, my thought is the same. I think it's, you know, it was it all a fantasy of his. And I, you know, I, was the whole film just a fantasy kind of a thing? And I think, yeah, there's lots of little things in it that I was taking notes on. And I thought, well, that's looking back at it that made me think, yeah, that kind of confirmed that. I mean, there's things like um, when he finishes the centipede, he does exactly the same as the guy does in the first film. He does the he holds the mirror up, he's crying, he's smiling, he's caressing the centipede. And he does all that exactly like the bloke did in the first film. So that's kind of copying that. Um, he brings in an, an actress from the original film, which yeah. is kind of a, a like a super fan desire to bring in, to really make it real, bring in the actress. Um, and that ties in with what Myron was saying about, would you really just be able to phone them up and they turn up and they'd get, out, get off their plane and hop into your little van? And just be <laughs> driven off somewhere. It's, well, if it's a fantasy, they probably would. Yes. And, um, and yeah, you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. other things like this. I mean, the, the poo scene from the first film that was quite disturbing, that comes up again, but it's like exaggerated and it's almost comical because he's like walking around and making fart noises and things. And it's, it's like almost a, like a, a symphony. Childlike. He's, he's conducting it, isn't it? Yeah, but it's sort of like a almost a comical thing, and it's a. But there's also things like he's got revenge fantasies as well, because you've got the overbearing mother who obviously hasn't protected him when he's been abused by his father sexually and physically and emotionally and things, and mm-hmm. she kind of wants him dead. And there's the the bullying neighbor, there's um, the the psychiatrist doctor bloke who could be representing sexual assault and stuff. So there's like a fantasy revenge thing going on there as well. The other thing as well is one of the, 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 the holes I saw was that he attacks and kills a lot of his victims just there in the middle of this car park full of CTV cameras. And <laughs> he'll know they're there because he's in the office with the screen. You know, he knows. Mm. So, you know, it, it doesn't seem realistic that he would do that, knowing that. And there'd be blood and bullets and things all over the place. So, uh, you know, that that is all the clues that make me think it probably is a fantasy. It's not going to be not going to be real, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm wondering if that's what Tom Six is trying to sort of put across. So, I mean, the first film, I said it implies a lot of the gore. And I was saying that a lot of the, the horror is what you imagine. It's worse than what you actually see. Yeah. What's in so your head? Does is that worse. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So is what we're seeing what's in his head, which is far worse than the implied stuff from the first film. Do you see what I mean? So yes. it's a kind of seeing the horror that he would see. Yes. I'm sure there's something there that he's trying to say anyway. Okay. So let's sum it up then. Let's go with our scores. Let's go with Myron. What's your score for this one? Based on Gore's analysis, I just changed it from a one to a two. <laughs> Ooh, that's higher than I thought you'd get. Because to be honest, that makes sense. And if it was a fantasy... Even my big rub of carrying bodies around, he wouldn't care. That yeah. that's not part of his fantasy. You, even your big rub of what? <laughs> what did you say? Even my <laughs> my big problem. Not I was going to say rub, but that's slang. Even my big problem. I think there's enough rubbing going on in this film, to be quite honest. Yes. There's no yeah, splinters in his office. Let's put it like that. <laughs> not with all that sandpaper. No. Sorry, Myron. <laughs> gives gives whole new meaning to polishing the knob, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> Giving it a good sanding. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go. What do you score it? Oh, God help me. Oh, God. This is a tough one, really, because I don't know. It's kind of, there's bits I like about it, but on the other time, I wasn't really that fussed with all the, all the gore. Um, I don't know, probably, 
two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half soiled nappies. Mm-hmm. Gore. Was it fussed with the gore? Yeah. yeah. Oh, controversial. I got clever. Yeah. Do you know what? And, and going back to when I was talking about um, the rage earlier mm. on, there's a character in there called Gore. No, no relation or anything. Just there, yeah. is, a, there is a sort of a character oh. in there, monster type character called Gore. Oh, that nice. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I score <laughs> this one three. Oh. Ooh. It just goes over my my recommending score. I like this because Tom Six is fucking with us, and that's what I like. I like films that push the boundary. I like filmmakers that like to, uh, what's the word, provoke. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a great film in itself, but I like the idea of it. I like some of the stylistic touches to it. I wish it had a bit more tension in it like the first film had. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of tension in this one. Yeah, it's pretty much sort of, I'm going to be disgusting, here it is. I think it's hard, is it hard... I mean, from what I gather from that. Is it hard? No, not at the moment. (laughs) I would think it would be tough to create tension when you're just doing in the face kind of effects like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it can be done if you if you were a filmmaker with a budget and you know good writers and things around you, it can be done. But I think in this case, yeah, it it was what it's one or the other, isn't it? So you went for gore rather than tension this time. Mm. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it's out there and people it winds people up so that's why it gets a slight recommendation for me but i i don't think it's particularly a quote-unquote great film yeah i can agree with that i don't think it's one i would go out and watch again really no i mean i'll watch it again if i'm you know if i'm doing a marathon of these sorts of things or if i'm need some something to refer to then you know i'll happily put it on and sit through i don't think it's that much of a struggle to sit and watch if i'm in the right frame of mind but uh <laughs> i'm with gore i don't I don't think I'll watch it again. <laughs> Not even the full uncut barbed wire rape scene, in it? Oh. oh, yeah. No, I could do without that. Yeah. <laughs> take, a, take a pass on that. Mm. Oh, take a pass. Not much passing going on on there, was there? No. <laughs> oh, there was much passing going on. You saw it. Mm. Flying at the camera. Yeah. yeah. That was it. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I'm... Jokes just sprung to mind, actually. It's from Only Fools and Horses, where he's at the doctor, and she says, do you have trouble passing water? And he says, I had a dizzy spell, go and have a tower bridge once. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we move on? Yeah, let's do that. I, I think we better. <laughs> okay, let's play a trailer for the next one. I believe... Bringing back medieval torture methods. Our prison has the highest violence rates, legal and medical costs, than any other institution in the U.S. correctional system. Things will have to change fast. I think I have a solution. No more prison fights. No more assaults on guards. No more disrespect. We've got to make a human centipede of our prisoners. They will literally be on their knees begging for your mercy. It's brilliant. Mr. Top Six, creator of these films, claims that it's 100% Medically accurate! I don't speak with a stupid filmmaker about his poop fetish! 
What do you think, Doc? It looks medically accurate. I don't see why someone couldn't survive a lifetime. Peace earth, good world to men. This is a violation of human rights. It's certainly a violation of federal ethics. You insane freaks will get the death penalty. This is beyond medieval torture, beyond castration, the ultimate correction. First human presence centipede. This is exactly what America needs. <laughs>
throw it back up again, and then eat it again, and then shit it out. Oh, I didn't mind him. I thought he was actually quite funny in this. Um, because Did he you? was just, so, yeah, no, 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 because what? he was just so over the top. It was almost as if they just said, just do your own thing, you know, just do what you want. And it was hard to take him seriously. I mean, with all the, like, you know, all the racist and sexist and all the stuff he was doing, it was just so over the top. And then by the end of it, he was basically dancing and skipping around and doing all stuff. It was just completely bizarre. I, I didn't mind that. I thought he was, Entertaining it. <laughs> oh, Gore, have you have you fallen? Have you hit your head? Do you have a head injury? I do believe. Quite interesting, you say that about him allowed to do what he wants. I do believe that in sort of as this film went into production, that he walked off away from it and basically oh right said I'm not doing it for whatever reason, and they had to sort of persuade him back. So I think that was probably part of it. Was I'll come back <laughs> if I can do what I want. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You both remember the what is the, the house by the cemetery? Is that right? With Bobby in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the single most annoying <laughs> performance ever <laughs> until Human Centipede 3. No, no, no. Peter nothing is as, oh, nothing is as bad as Bobby. I know this, this goes against our policy, but I'm going to have to go with Myron on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is. I watched this film when it first came out, and I didn't like it very much anyway, but I thought, yeah, I'm glad it exists. <laughs> you know, it, it winds people up. I watched it again yesterday, and I've got to say, I wanted to turn it off by long before the end, not because of the gore or the violence or anything like that. Dieter Laser was doing my fucking head in. <laughs> oh. It was like listening to kids shouting continuously. Yes, yes. 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 There's, a, there's oh. a thin line between entertaining and being really annoying and i get that i get yeah. that but i think because of him it it meant that i couldn't really take very much seriously in this you're not meant to take anything seriously no i, I know that but i think his he just constantly reminded me you can't really take this seriously <laughs> yeah but he just he says something and then he says it like this again every fucking five seconds he's shouting and it's not what he was saying it's just the volume all the time it's like no Oh, it's like, I, there's a, uh, who's that fucking prick on the telly that I can't stand? You know, former fucking Q. Who's the one who does that carpool karaoke thing? Oh, James Corden? Yeah, right, I can't fucking stand him, yeah? Yeah. Because, well, he's not funny, and shouting something doesn't make what you're saying any funnier, yeah? Mm, mm. Dieter Laser, shouting those words doesn't make them any more controversial or any more cutting. No. That's yeah, what I got yeah. through this, and it just yeah. got to the point where I was, it was like, I know, I was saying tomorrow and earlier, we've just, a teenager has just left our house and moved out, and I was like, oh. and then I put on Human Centipede 3, I thought, I've got a fucking shouting teenager again. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that it would, if I was in the, the a different frame of mind when I watched it, it would really annoy me. I could get that. Mm. But I, it just, um, I don't know, I was kind of laughing at him by the end of it, because it was just so ridiculous. I was just laughing at it. Yeah. I wrote in my notes, Chris. Literally, mm. this is just a German dude running around yelling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's like when you're at school and your teacher keeps continually shouting at you. In the end, you just fucking laugh at him. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, I guess. It, it just, I think he's just gone as far as he can, the opposite mm. direction to what he was in the first film. But, you know, whether that's good or bad is another thing. And I'm going to put a lot of the blame on Tom Six as well, because this is a film, there's barely any direction in this film. Mm hmm. And I think that plays into Dieter Laser's performance of basically, yeah, go ahead, do what you like. Yeah, it did feel like he was just doing what he wanted. Yeah, 
And uh, it feels like he, Tom Six built the rest of the film around what Dieter Laser was doing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, agreed. Uh, I don't know. It's just, there's no story. There's no story. There's no characters that you can enjoy. I mean, say Lawrence R. Harvey's, he's quite a fun character in it, but... I yeah, I think I think he's meant to be the one that represents us yeah, viewers. I think he's the closest you know, representation he's the, to the audience. But yeah, I don't know. He just feels also in an ironic and absurd way because he's trying to convince him not to castrate people, yeah. but sewing everybody's mouth to somebody else's ass is completely fine in his book. So it's almost that ironic commentary on. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, whatever you know. Yeah. No, I was agreeing with Myron. I think it's that sort of the, the, you know, there is that irony there that, you know, he um, is against all the torturing people and, and all that kind of stuff. But he's the one that pushes for the human centipede to happen. Hmm. Um, so, you know, there is that there is that whole irony. But then I think that's perhaps Tom. I, I don't know, but I think that perhaps is Tom Six trying to make a comment about who is watching this and why are you watching this? Well, I guess in, in the character's mind, he thinks he's just sewing a mouth to someone's ass, and then when their prison sentence is up, you just separate them again and send them on their way. But he's also an observer because he knows what's going on, but he doesn't do anything. Like, we, hmm. we're we watching it. We could turn it off, but we don't. We keep watching it. And later on, it gets like he reveals that he's in love with the busty blonde woman that's in it. Yeah. And he, he, he doesn't do anything. Now, she's um sexually abused through it she's raped when she's unconscious she's uh beaten up by the prisoners and she's sewn into the human centipede but he doesn't do anything he's just kind of an observer so i don't know if that might be a comment on us watching this kind of film maybe could be could be but if this was the second film i may have said that by the time we got mm-hmm. to this so far, I, I don't think tom six is thinking quite that way anymore right okay I think he's just literally throwing it all at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, there's a there's a definite feeling that he's got a checklist of like, I've done all the most revolting things I can think of in the last one. Let's think up some more now. And he's gone through castration, check cannibalism, check um, raping a woman in a coma, raping a wound, stoma shooting and, uh, uh, you know, all those sorts of things. Where else is there to go? Yeah, it was something like fried clitorises or something. <laughs> yeah. And then eating eating testicles. And, and it's like um, those things are diff- definitely he's trying to find the most extreme things he can think of. But it didn't feel it, I mean, it's provoking like it was in the second film, but it doesn't feel like it's provoking for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 In the second film, I think he was trying to prove something, you know, OK. Yeah. You didn't like the first film. Try this. I think with this film, it's well. If the second film didn't shock you, well, there's not a lot of help for you, so I'll just do this. I think, yeah, I think the second film is stronger in that sense. It, yes. it sort of works better than that. Um, but uh, I don't know. There's there's little things like I mean, there's a point where he appears in the film himself, and then he's watching them doing the the caterpillar, and he suddenly vomits on the glass right at the camera. Yeah. And the the uh what's his name boss Bill Boss looks straight at the camera, sort of breaks the fourth wall, and says something like "What a pussy" or something like that. <laughs> so it's almost as if like um Tom Six is sort of saying, you know, what what else can I do? You know, what more can I do? Kind of thing. I don't know. It's just that seemed very deliberate to me. Perhaps not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps just leave it. Leave it at part two. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, if we all subscribe to the fantasy part of, uh, number two, he tried that trick again with the wound, shall we say. Yes. Yeah. And, but it, it had no impact. It was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, 
Wait till it's over. Oh, there we go. We're done. The thing I find strange with that, because let's put this into context. It's a dream sequence that um, Dieter Laser's character has. Oh, that bit. Yeah, yeah. Where the prisoner that he castrated earlier uh, stabs him in the kidneys and then proceeds to fuck him in that wound. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I still think, why would you think get that character to do it? Because you've just cut that character's bollocks off. So when the character's fucking him and then he comes or he gives the expression that he's coming, you think, well, that's not possible, surely. (laughs) <laughs> but then that is a i'm not defending it but yeah that is a that is meant to be a dream sequence. yes i know but yes. i think if it was one of the other prisoners who you hadn't castrated i think that mm. dream would maybe make a bit more sense yeah but he seems to have it in for that one i suppose he represents like you know someone he really really hates and i know but then having that's that, why it's more having that character have a cum face when we know he's never going to have that again is a yeah, bit yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm not. I'm not defending it, but I think that because it's a dream sequence, that's why. <laughs> what, do we make, what do we make of that castration scene? Oh, that was horrible to look at. <laughs> really horrible. Yeah, wasn't it just? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh god, I can't get it out of my head now. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned yeah. that. Oh dear. Yeah, Human Centipede Three. It is a film that that exists and it's a thing. But I assume Chris, you're having spaghetti and meatballs tonight. <laughs> Oh, don't. I actually had... No, I didn't have noodles last night. I had rice after watching that. Oh, yeah. No. Funnily enough, I had Chinese takeaway last night after watching this, and I had sweet and sour chicken balls. (laughs) Oh. That was a struggle to get through, I could tell. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, there's not a lot else to say about this film. Say... I think they they try to make they add a bit of a satire thing to it as well. I think he tries yeah. to add a bit of you know you've got like um, the ending where you've got uh, what's his name Bill Boss naked in the tower with a loudspeaker ranting as you hear the Star Spangled Banner. So you know there's kind of all the satire there. I, I did like the little bit where someone congratulates him on the South Park episode and the LA porn parody. I thought that was oh nice. yeah 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 oh yeah. There's a couple of little references in there. Yeah, talking about the ending that end scene that reminded me of. Going back to Toby Hooper again, the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. When Stretch is in the tower after she's killed yes, Top Top yes. and all that, and she's dancing around with the chainsaw. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got a little bit of that from the ending, but um, that's about all I got from it, really. Yeah. But I hope yeah. it made me think of a better film, so that's what I got from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it does, like, it has loads of stuff that's out there to shock, but I it don't think it was as gory as the second one, from what I remember, apart from the castration scene. They didn't yeah. seem to be, if I'm, unless I'm remembering it wrong, they didn't seem to be as much no, full of not as gore in it this time. But it did try harder to disturb you. Yeah, it tried to be more, uh, this is going to sound odd, more brutal, but less gory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think is the way to do it. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot else I can say about this film, really. It is what it is. And the only thing, yeah. the only thing I I liked uh, visually, I thought I liked this sort of orange thing that they did with it is like the first film, it was all bluish tint, and second yeah. film black and white, and this one was orange. I liked that they did that through the three of them, and I liked that they're kind of the three films overlap a bit, so that they're you know they have like the end of the previous film, yeah, and it follows on. So the three films are almost like a centipede that sort of three different things that slot together. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, doesn't it, doesn't it. improve it for me. But yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just looking at what um, Robert Lasardo's been in before. He wasn't in one of the Batman films. I thought he was, but he was in the Death Race remake from a few years ago. Ah, okay. The one okay. with Jason Statham. In. Yep, 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 yep. 
Uh, I thought he was in Batman Begins because there's a scene in that where there's a bald-headed tattooed prisoner who uh, is something to do with the Scarecrow, breaks out of prison. I thought it was him, but it's not. It just looks like it. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Right then, so on to scores. So, Gore, what do you give this one? Oh, God, again. I, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about the scores yet. Um, hmm, I don't know, one and a half, maybe? One and a half. Well, that's quite low. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Okay, one and a half. Myron, what about you? 0.5. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fall straight in the middle of you. I gave this a one. Mm. When Chris gives it a one, it's a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this film. It just, uh, when I first saw this a couple of years ago when it came out, I think I gave it a two and a half. And then after yesterday watching it again, I was like, this is, this is crap. And it's annoying Mm. me and it's shouty and it's, getting on my tits so i'm giving it a one and i'll pro- i'll probably never watch it again to be honest no i don't think i'd want to watch it again yeah i think everything that i thought worked in the second film the satire the gore i just i think they tried to do it again and it just fell flat it didn't seem like anyone yeah. gave a shit in this film quite literally. yeah 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 I, I liked the first film i didn't mind the first film at all the second film was okay not a big fan i wouldn't rush out to watch it again third film I don't really care if I never see it again. It's yeah. So that's your that preferred good. order: one, two, then three. Oh yeah, I've jumped ahead. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right because that's my preferred order as well. What about you, Myron? I. Uh, what was the question again? You're pre- we're ranking <laughs> the films in order. Oh, and that, what, was, that was that was ranking. Ranking <laughs> with an R. <laughs> yeah, put the, put oh. those Wonder Woman tapes away. That's what we said. Ranking. <laughs> Put the sandpaper away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. These films just give Myron ideas. That's all they are. <laughs> oh, God. What's your preferred order, Myron? Uh, one, two, and three. Just like it is. Yeah, we're all the same on that one. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... Hey, I'm, I'm glad they exist. I like the first film. I'm glad the other two exist because people don't like them for various reasons. Right. And I think... I don't know whether Tom Six has got anything else in him. I think that's... The trouble. Maybe he shot his load too early, so to speak. You know, and I think whatever whatever else he does, he's always going to be the guy who did the human centipede. Yeah. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see what else he comes up with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But I think earlier on you were saying about um, you know, the the first film and does it need the second and third film and stuff? No, hmm. I don't think so. No, it doesn't need them. Like yeah. I said, and if you if there were other ideas there. They're not in any of the sequels that we got. No. Right? no. So, yeah, I think as a, take the human centipede as a standalone modern horror film. I think it, it works. Yeah. I think it, it's great. Yeah. And forget the other two. <laughs> yeah. They're there if you want them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right then. I think that's them done and dusted. We have some feedback. Oh, we do. Yes. You didn't know that, did you, Gore? Oh, is it from me? No, it's not from you. No. Oh, it can't be from me because we're, t- I'm talking about three films. Yeah, I see it. Exactly. It can't be from me. God, imagine how long that thing would be then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sound off then, Chris. You sound off then. What you read us your one? This is from our friend Blue. Hi, Blue. Hi, guys. And Mr. Gore Blimey. Blue here with a little bit of feedback on the Human Centipede franchise. I'm really looking forward to this episode, mainly because I get to have a foursome. You boys are really spoiling. Well, that we aim to please. Oh, <laughs> you bet we do. 
It might surprise you to know that my double entendres and innuendos fail me while watching The Human Centipede, the first sequence. Yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Anything medical, especially needles, completely freaks me out and makes me queasy. And this film does exactly what it was made to do. And I find that I lose my sense of humor quite quickly. When I I first heard of this film as being made, I thought it could be the video nasty of its time. Hmm. And the second one apparently was. Uh, But then I watched it and I felt it lacked something. Maybe it was the way the girls were breathing through their mouths or one girl actually puffed out her cheeks at one point, even though they wouldn't be able to do that after the procedure or it could have been the way in which the bandages have been used to cover what I thought would have been great special effects. Or maybe it was a I, fart. Uh, well, I don't know. It's the one in front. Of, could have been. You know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Jesus, Lord. Oh. <laughs> oh, I also found myself thinking there is no way I would stay like that if I found myself in that position. Depends who I was attached to. They were in a medical room with medical instruments, and they decided that was their lot. There is no way on earth I would let someone do their business in my mouth. I'd sooner rip my own face (laughs) off and free myself and and stab the bad doctor in the damn neck. (laughs) Hell of a stag night that was. Yeah, I was going to say that spoiled uh, promise of a foursome with us, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in your ears and shitting in your mouth. Oh, oh, I'm going to give people a moment to reflect on what Chris just said. <laughs> oh. She makes a good point, though. It's very hard to make make innuendos in a film about something like that. It's like, yes. you know, somebody having their mouth sewn to someone's anus and here's a knob gag. You know, it's not really it's not really the right sort of film. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, which brings me out to the scene where they do stab the mad bugger in the leg. Why the hell didn't they finish him off while he was laying on the floor unconscious? Because it's a horror movie. I find it all a little bit unbelievable, which spoils a good plot, in my opinion. That's the unbelievable bit. (laughs) (laughs) So it only made three human centipede segments out of five for me. Wow. Three out of five. Okay. I'm low man on the totem here. So, human centipede two. In my opinion, this is the best of the franchise. Ah. It's one of the only... A few horror films that completely creeps me out. Wow. I love the way they used the first film, the way that they did. I think we all get a little nervous thinking there might just be some sick git out there watching a horror film and wanting to act it out. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Point there. Point there. It does. It sadly really does. Donald Trump's Uh, acting out the dead zone. Yeah. 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 I was thinking more of the Slender Man, but okay, I'm with you there. (laughs) The fact that it is shot in the Black and white gives it a certain atmosphere for me. I find it creepy and sinister. It's better in black and white. I love the fact that it just looks so dirty. If films had scratch and sniff options, this would smell badly of body odor, not to mention other things. <laughs> oh, really? The idea of a scratch and sniff version of this? That's not oh. all it would smell of. <laughs> oh. No, I can't tell you. Never mind. Martin is one of the creep. I got to tell you. Go on then. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's too gross. I you can't. can't give us half a story. Come on. <laughs> Hustler, back in the day, used to have scratch and sniff parts. I'll leave it at that. Really? <laughs> Sirius is a heart attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, let's just hold on that thought for a moment. <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Oh, dear. Right, carry on. <laughs> Martin is one of the creepiest perpetrators I've seen. I, you know, I, I could 
Yes, he is. Maybe it's the fact he never speaks or never gives away much emotion until he laughs, which is even creepier. We see the centipede less in this film, which works for me. My stomach churned during the laxative and rape scenes because he didn't clean her up and raped her right after the laxatives took effect. So she got the full effect because, you know, that that's the sort of thing he would do. This film had an effect on me that stayed with me for a couple of days and rewatching it doesn't diminish that feeling. And because of this, I give it four and a half human centipede segments. Oh, wow. High praise indeed. Wow. Yes. Yes. Different strokes for different folks, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Human centipede three. Well, here we go. What a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> The prison warden pisses me off to no end. Yeah. <laughs> if I was his secretary, he would have no teeth, a mangled face, and no balls left, and I would make damn sure he choked on a salted clitoris and not mine either. Yeah, I forgot about that oh. part. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> and why yeah, the hell? That was, yeah, that was pretty revolting. <laughs> the, the 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 clitoris is in the jar. Was pretty. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Metallica cover that? Oh no, that was whiskey in the jar. That was. <laughs> why the hell is he shouting all the time I'm sorry but Mr. Six lost his way with this film salted clitorises and making the secretary swallow it's just bullshit really and the sound effect when he's making her swallow is disgusting that's worse than yes. the visuals yes but and this is a big but I really quite like this film oh my god <laughs> I, I find it hilarious I abuse the screen no end when I'm watching it because let's face it, we all know or have known a bit of annoying git like him and a git like him who we want to scream and shout out, haven't we? Yes, I know that's me. Hmm. I didn't like the needle near the buttocks, butthole scenes, having a needle phobia. I almost passed out at that point. I got you there. Hmm. And I really did like the stabbing rape scenes in it. It was unnecessary, just a horrible attempt at exaggerating everything that had gone before in the previous films. Yep. True. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, the whole film is just a mangled exaggeration of the previous two films, and because of this, I give it two and a half human centipede segments out of five. Ooh, wow. With an added salted clitoris out of five. Yeah. Yeah. That's still still more generous than us. (laughs) True. Enough of my mad ramblings. I look forward to hearing your opinions on this franchise, as I find most people hate it. At least with me, you're, you're there. Uh, take care. Best wishes, Blue. Apologies for the way I read that and butchering it. I'm sorry. It's no worse than what I did to her feedback last time. True. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Blue. Yeah. Uh, high praise for the second one. Yeah. 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 Very well. There you go. So uh, that tells us more about Blue than what she probably wants us to know. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, I've got some feedback to read. It's from our friend Steve, Mr. Dinsmore. Oh, awesome. Yes, he says, hello again, ancient slumber. So the human centipede franchise is upon us at last. I'm not sure I remember how I discovered the original, maybe via my cable company's free movies on demand. (laughs) But there it is. Despite all the lulls around this franchise, the original is relatively straight as a gross out horror movie. Still, there's nothing quite like it. And Dita Laser is just super creepy as the fanatical mad scientist Dr. Villain. I haven't seen 100% of part two. It's pretty boring in the middle, so with that and my wife's why are you watching this lamentations, I ended up re-watching it on the iPad and eventually skipping to the infamous final scene. Myron told me not to watch it. I bet he did. Last but not least, the magnum anus, uh, sorry, opus part three. 
Peter Laser's insanely manic prison warden is the tragic Oscar snub of the past decades. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you just... Yeah. <laughs> Plus we get Brie Olsen as his secretary and Eric Roberts in a really bad suit. Yep. This movie is so over the top, it's a trash classic. Seriously, if you don't think so, then screw you and your goddamn communistic cigars. Yeah, that is a reference to a, a line in the film. Of course, the best thing about the Human Centipede franchise is trolling Myron about it. Cheers, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, I would love to see Dita Laser in an Oscar nomination for that performance. <laughs> Horrendous as it was, that would be the ultimate irony, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> it would never happen. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> the funny thing about Steve is he said there used to be a guy who looked exactly like Dieter Laser that would come and work out in his gym. Yeah, doesn't bear think about. Anyway, yeah, that's all the feedback we've got. That's the Human Centipede franchise done and dusted. So uh, thanks very much for joining us, Mr. Gore. Absolutely. Uh, my my Thank pleasure, you so much. yeah. It's been a bit of a giggle. I've really enjoyed it. Well, yes. and it's not, not every day I get invited to join a three-way. So, you know. Well, you can come again. <laughs> and again, and again, and again. Oh, dear. Yeah, so what's happening with Trilogy of Terror? When are we going to hear more of them? Very soon, now that I've got through all this lot. <laughs> watching all of these. God, I need something light after watching all these things. So, yeah, very soon, actually. And you're coming back with a Steve Miner show. Uh, no, I've got a mini episode first, and Ooh. then it's the Steve Miner one. So very soon. Are yes. we allowed to know what the mini episode is about? Uh, no, because oh, I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're going to tease us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, we look forward to that. Um, I'll try and get you some feedback in for the Steve Miner one as well. Brilliant. I'm not sure what we're doing next, Myron, so I'm sure we're going to chat about it off air and uh, let the good people know as soon as we come up with something. Yep, yep, exactly. But most assuredly, it's not going to be found footage or it will not be the human centipede. So no, every, no. everybody can relax. We'll try and choose something a bit good. <laughs> a bit good. <laughs> oh, there's there's many more franchises for us to delve into out there. I'm sure, oh, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be some quality. Anyway, until then, I think we'll all say goodbye. 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 <laughs> good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get your asshole of father out of prison for nothing. Swallow it, bitch. Swallow up. God damn it. Sir, could I please have a candy for the taste? Help yourself. Don't, Daisy, don't. Shut up.